0: Yeah, now we have like, you know, we have a laptop over here, <laughs> which I me still... <laughs> By the way, can I just say, I'm a fucking IT prof... Oh, I was trying not to curse. That's fine. I'm an IT professional. Mm-hmm. Like, I I, I I do web stuff all day long. I'm a programmer, for Christ's sake, and it took me an hour... Right. ...to figure out how to get these mics to work with live streaming on Twitch, and my phone mm-hmm. as the camera, which is doing that Apple continuity thing where you don't even have to plug it in. Yeah. I realize I'm complaining about something that's effectively magic, but I am complaining.
1: Well, it it explains a lot to me on why some of the horror podcasts I listen to are so angry to start off the episode.
0: You know, and and, and we like to make fun of people who will just like open their laptop and start recording with no mic or or no anything. Right. But you get why. Yeah, I You get why. Jesus.
1: Well, if our listeners have been paying attention, we have released two well-adjusted shorts recently. And those we have basically the easy setup for. We plug our, I plug my Xbox headphones and mic straight into the computer and hit record. a,
0: a USB mic for you.
1: And there it goes. Oh, I appreciate that. My USB mic sucks. I had to this know, find better. that out later. I mean, this one, you know,
0: there, it won't be as great as this, but it, it's better.
1: No, you know, I'm going to play a game this episode. I'm going to play a game on how many times I well, say,
0: oh, there's a, there's a the camera word. you can't take your pants off.
1: Oh, no, no, no. I but I probably can't say the word if we're not going to curse. Because there's a word that's in this film a lot, and I love this word.
0: Oh, then we're cursing.
1: Yeah, because we, we can't
0: not mention the word shitters. Yeah, shitter. you can't watch this movie. That's, that's yeah, I watch this
1: movie. We're we're watching. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to not say the word shitter. I'm just as trying to drop. I'm it,
0: trying to drop fewer f bombs. Right,
1: and I don't I don't want the word shitter to take up our entire episode because it is in this movie a lot shitters, and you will be noticing. I love all the lines that include the word "shitter," but I'll, I want to bring up something. It feels very Stephen King. This is what I was talking about years ago. Yeah,
0: I remember. Don't worry, it's it's on record your your feelings ass white about yokels and yeah. the American vernacular.
1: Well, it's it's his it's the way he writes his characters, which I've grown to love now, and it's partially the reason I like this movie so much. The movie, of course, is Christine from nineteen eighty. Three, That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Another 80s movie for us to cover. Another- I didn't say anything. I know. I haven't said anything. Well, here's what happened. So usually August is for Lovecraft. That was not the case this year. But September's for Back to School. And uh, a couple years ago, we did Carrie. Well, this year, it's Christine. Christine is a back-to-school film. But it's also, ladies and gentlemen, timber. It is here in Fayetteville, at least, because the local Malco Theater is showing a Carpenter film For at least two or three of the Sundays of this month. I'm still upset that I I miss They Live. I know, we did miss They Live, but we did get to see this movie together in theaters, which was exciting. With a group again. We went out like people. Again, yeah. Just like last episode, which is amazing. Only this time we saw a good movie. We did. The, The audience was really here for this episode, too. They really enjoyed it. Like that's that's the difference between going to see one of these movies that's forty years old as opposed to going to see a brand new film. Yeah. You know, the audience That's a good point. Right. The audience knew what was going on.
0: The people around you are less likely to be
1: less likely to Mm -hmm. be talkative impatient shitbirds. That's true. Or they're there because they've seen it a hundred times on TV, but they've never seen it in theaters. So you had people laughing a lot in this in this film. Of course of course this movie is. Rather funny. Uh, Shitter being one of the reasons it is rather funny.
0: I don't remember that being a word in the 80s, but I was young.
1: Well, I think it I think it comes back more from Christine's origin and how Arnie sort of becomes a product of the era in which she was born. Like, he becomes more greaser-like. Arnie is our protagonist. Well, not that's up for I'm debate, sorry, I'm too. I'm sorry
0: greaser is a it's a pejorative now oh okay. you're supposed to use the term automobile enthusiast automobile
1: enthusiast of the 50s that's right with the with the boots it's and like the every jacket. every week
0: with you levi i gotta i gotta bring you up <laughs> Thank you. like i gotta sand off some rough edges
1: jesus man i lost my train of thought there <laughs> but anyway yeah i kind of want to get into the plot summary here real just Wait, real but quick I, but I, I, we're gonna get there
0: it's fine yeah haunted car everybody knows yeah um, right it's but, not it's not complicated but i do need to bring something up mm-hmm. um And you said, Jonathan, by the way, and it was—it was, of course, it was movies, it was movie music from the '80s. But you said, oh god, in your very endearing way, you said, Jonathan, you you know, there's some,
1: there's some really good music in the '80s. God damn it, I did not say it that way. It was just like,
0: just like a baby bunny raising its face to the sun for the first time, like the glory
1: of creation. You know, there's dew on the grass. It wasn't. There's you're over romanticizing it, Jonathan. It was not like that.
0: Songbirds in the distance.
1: I should have known you were going to do this. But
0: uh, the, for those of you who don't know, by the way, though, there really was some some really good music in the 80s. And I, I wanted to mention as a shout out mm-hmm. on YouTube, there's yeah. a channel called White Bat Audio. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. White Bat Audio. Yeah. I might, might have mentioned this before mm-hmm. on the podcast, but mm-hmm. White Bat Audio, when all he
1: does is like synth driven yeah, 80s style. He does the music for Monsters Among Us podcast.
0: Oh, okay. And, and some 90s, I mean, he's, he's, you know, switch between 80s and 90s style in terms of the synth. But uh, but it's really good. And I don't know how he produces as much as he does. Right. It's
1: also, if you've got a project, it's he advertises it as being royalty free. Oh, that's probably why Monsters Among Us uses it. Yeah,
0: yeah so you know, you can drop it into your <clears throat> podcast, into your stream and you got no problems. Yeah. White Bat Audio, check it out. And 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 you too, Levi, now that yeah. you now that you know.
1: Well, we were listening to John Carpenter Radio and I told Jonathan I'd been listening to that station on Spotify recently and that come to find out and I've known this, some of the 80s horror movies have the best soundtrack. Just
0: slapping, just slaps, it slaps. It just slaps. Say.
1: And this is no exception. This, is, this movie has a great soundtrack. Although it does open with Bad to the Bone, which was a little eye-rolly cheesy for me, but it sets the tone. It sets the tone perfectly for the film.
0: It made me think of the opening to Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, it really did. I mean, Stephen it's, King likes again, that rock and
1: roll, man. It's very fucking Stephen King, man. Very Stephen King. God bless him. So, yeah, it's Carpent Timber Back to School. Christine was published on April 29th, 1983, written by Stephen King. So, yes, we are celebrating its 40th anniversary this year. The film was released on December 9th, 1983, and production began on it before the novel was even published.
0: Shit, I did not know that. But where in, where in Stephen, Cre- Stephen King's uh, bibliography is Christine?
1: Oh, I, is that's it number, a good question. Is it
0: number four?
1: That's a good question.
0: A phone, because we're we're streaming. Right.
1: right. Well, 1978 okay. was, I think 1978 was Carrie. Let's, man, this is so rookie. We're doing some live research, folks. <laughs> Sitting <laughs> looking, in a we're looking like a couple of shitters right now.
0: Because, of course, Carrie was first. Salem's Lot was second.
1: Yes, yeah, so I, I know that. But
0: I start to get fuzzy after that. Yeah. But I think Christine was written at the start of his... Uh,
1: his his, oh, his binge. Oh no! Well, okay. So let's do this. Let's just go ahead and do this. So let's re- let's read off his books in order, from 1974 to 1980. So this won't. So he released a ton of books. Before oh, so this, oh, so this one. is yeah. six
0: years. So he he's only going to have forty or fifty books. Yeah. So,
1: so right. So Christine was. It says 1982, which is already wrong because it says here 83. Yeah. But man, it goes Carrie, Salem's Lot, Rage, which was a Bo- Richard Bachman novel. Which no one will touch now because mm-hmm. of the
0: school shooting thing, and that's what it's about.
1: Right. The Shining, 1977. Night Shift, Story Collection, 1977. The Stand, 1978. The Long Walk, Bachman novel. The Dead Zone, Firestarter, The Mist, Dance Macabre, our podcast Bible. The Roadwork, Cujo, The Dark Tower, The Running Man, Apt Pupil, The Body, The Breathing Method, Rita Hayworth and Shawshank Redemption, Different Seasons, the Plant, and Christine. And then right after that, Cycle of the Werewolf. And that's in six years. That is from 1974 to 1983. Okay, so that's nine years. Yeah, yeah.
0: Cocaine is a hell of a drug for productivity. <laughs> know, right? You can get some shit done.
1: Yeah, that's insane. Um, of course, this was also directed by, we, we've we already said it, John Carpenter. So this is a Stephen King, John Carpenter collaboration. This does collaboration.
0: not feel like... I'm actually surprised by that the order of those books because this feels like mm-hmm. a much earlier Stephen King to me than yeah. than the stand. Like yeah. I still think I would the stand I still think is his best book.
1: Yeah, it's definitely his biggest <laughs> like, but <laughs> <laughs> Is that
0: true? Have I don't you looked know. at the Dark Tower? Yeah, that's
1: true. Although I guess those are individual
0: books, even though they're part of a single series. But but for me, the stand is the is the best. But from I'm really surprised to hear that this one came after because it does not feel Doesn't I don't know. I was gonna say it doesn't feel like it has a certain level of polish to it, but I'm not sure that's a fair thing to say. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't come together in the way that his best books do, I guess, is the thing. Yeah. It's not like Which is not to say that it's bad, but it, it anyway, it just in it like its scope and in its concerns, it just feels much more like Carrie to me than any of his other books.
1: Yeah. It does. It, well it's got the again the high school yeah okay hierarchy that's in fair it, that Part discussed of it is like on like just the setting yeah
0: you've got you've got another devouring mother
1: yeah that's right
0: although this one isn't isn't crazy religious although by the end of this one you you, you kind of you start sympathizing with the parents again
1: yeah you do oh my god because they're, no the, we're, we're going to talk about that because they sure. it's
0: like because Stephen King has a lot of awful parents in his books but yeah you know and and for these people they're not evil yeah the parents, you know, after after you watch it, you know, by by the third act, the parents are much more sympathetic than they are at the beginning.
1: Well, I was I was gonna say this is this is something King does a lot is he deals with the family dynamic and and kind of what it's like to be a teenager, I guess universally. And the car signifies independence for a child, like freedom almost. They they have well, the ability to go. Yeah, well, right. Kids
0: today don't want to learn to drive.
1: Well, are you serious? They don't want to drive? No. Why?
0: Neither of my older children know how to drive. And I've been trying to... Well, that's uh, not true. That's one not of, true. One of them is now learning. Yeah, one of them is true. now learning. But she was reluctant for a while. And most of their friends don't know how to drive.
1: Oh, my God. But um, our,
0: our thing was, you know, we were 14 years old and and yeah. running around in a car. I mean, yeah. it was... But now it's, it's just, it doesn't matter because everything's on the phone. So who cares?
1: Oh my God. Well, I mean, where, I where are you going to go? What <laughs> are you going to do? That's dark shit. You're going
0: to go to another room to stare at your phone? <laughs>
1: yeah. You know what
0: we should do? We should drive across town and we should go to that place and we should look at our phones there. That's interesting. Because that, that's a bonding exercise. Do you
1: think the last couple of years probably drove that home? Oh, you mean with, with so like isolation stay, and COVID and all that? to stay pressure. alone? I'm yeah. sure it did. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this film starring Keith Gordon as Arnie the lesser Gordon that we know Stuart Gordon's our favorite Gordon on the podcast. Um Alexandra Paul as Lee. Uh John Stockwell as Dennis. He didn't age well. I've lo- I looked his I looked him up on IMDb. He did not age well. He's like dollar store Steven Dorff.
0: He's in a great movie called My Science Project.
1: Oh, I've never caught, I've never seen that.
0: Well, there's a reason for that. But okay. it's worth watching. I use the word great of course in my Jonathan 80s Oh, I'm aware. Sense. I'm aware. I don't. We're, I don't great. have to tell you that. I don't have to tell you that. I know what "great"
1: means. It's like for you, you know John.
0: when I come home and I'm like, "Honey, you're gonna have a good night tonight." I mean, I'm sorry. We, we both know what
1: that. Means. Oh my God, <laughs> Robert Prosky as Darnell, and this guy delivers some real awesome lines. There's
0: some fantastic character actors in this.
1: This, this actor's amazing. He's your stereotypical garage dad. It's it's fantastic. Harry Dean Stanton, the man, is our detective. Harry Dean Stanton, the man is an alien he's in a lot of other things but we love Harry Dean Stanton he is the man. Not a lot to do
0: in this movie. Uh so, no. You, you
1: know he's his, his job is
0: basically just to like give teenagers a, give the the protagonist antagonist.
1: I mean the antagonist well, is the car. Pro, well the protag that we I want to talk about that because the protagonist could be Dennis or Arnie. But l- let me introduce Christine Belford plays uh Regina Cunningham his mom and she's only uh 12 years older than the actor playing Arnie. Yeah, but this was I
0: in the was, 80s. Yeah. So 12 years look like 30. Well, the way they did it's her cuz the cigarettes and, and the lead and right. everything. She's
1: wearing like very 50s 60s uh type, you know, clothing and so it it does a, it does make her look older. She does a good job. She does an awesome job. And we'll talk more about her character here in a second. Okay, so there's this thing we do here in America, and I'm sure people do it across uh, across the world. I or actually, I I don't think they do. Maybe they do. We name our vehicles, specifically our first vehicle. Did you ever name your vehicle? Did you ever vehicle have a vehicle you named? No, but but that's just because I'm not like a real man. I never
0: Jonathan. got I never got into cars. I, I never... Multiple
1: girls that name their vehicles. I well.
0: never understood that. You know, I never got into the sports ball. One of my best friends that, in <laughs> high school... One of my best friend in high school became, like, car guy. Yeah. I mean, you know, he he, he he had two cars. One he could drive around and one that was in various states of construction, deconstruction, whatever. Yeah. But he got super into it. And so I benefited from that because, you know, he was always driving something pretty cool around and then I got to ride in it. Do and you then remember, I didn't have to
1: get all greasy. Do you remember what car it was?
0: It was a Chevelle. It was a cherry red.
1: There are some great cars. Old in this Chevelle. Movie, guys. I don't remember
0: the, the year because I I wouldn't. Mm. But it had he he put the airplane. Oh, the seatbelts. Yeah, the the airplane seatbelts in that yeah, thing. Yeah, that's pretty cool.
1: And I remember asking him like, "Why Race would you car. need those?" And like later that night, found <laughs> out why needed you needed those. Yeah.
0: Jesus.
1: Yeah, I've named all my vehicles. I think. But I'm sentimental towards inanimate objects. I name my computers. Oh, really? I do. That's because you have to work closely with them every single. I'm, I'm, I'm day that big of about. a nerd. Yeah, I yeah, I just I had stuffed animals as a kid, and they all had names, and that grew into. Oh, yeah, I know, that when I was my little. my vehicle. So, what was your first car? Because this is about your first car. This film's about your first car, which is important because that's what signifies the the independence. I'm not. I'm not sure how to answer that because
0: I never had like my own car
1: never had your own vehicle
0: it was always shared
1: because you went straight from from
0: being a high school uh, student to being th- married
1: to being to having a girlfriend to being married yeah you 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 started dating your wife when you before you could drive yes that's insane <laughs> that's awesome. yeah I mean yeah, not yeah. sure <laughs> but but damn you know so you know what was what was y'all's first vehicle then together uh it was some sort of Pontiac Pontiac oh man I, I had a Pontiac
0: it was the only thing her parents ever gave her
1: mm-hmm I had a Pontiac, and it was terrible. It lasted like five years. Oh, no, yeah. It was one but of the most I took unreliable
0: vehicles you can you right. ever own. But I took that, that thing before everywhere. before American uh, car mm-hmm. manufacturers were like, oh, we really will have to do mm-hmm. something about how unreliable our cars are compared to the ones that yeah. Japanese make.
1: Yeah, no. Like, Pontiac—I can't remember all the other brands, but I used to know. This This car is a Plymouth Fury, but but it's from the 50s, and that's that's imp- kind of important— because king wanted it to be an unappreciated car.
0: Well, it looks fantastic. It I don't looks know anything amazing. about cars. Yeah, the only yeah. thing I
1: knew about Plymouth as a company is that mm-hmm. my
0: parents for the longest time drove a shit brown Plymouth station wagon. Yeah. with vinyl
1: seats mm-hmm.
0: and like carpet in the back that might as well have been sandpaper. Yeah. That's that's my experience with Plymouth.
1: I want to talk about this for I want to break off for for just a second. There's this this idea of using used things. Now we all we all mo- mostly live in a place that's been lived in before we were we all drive something unless it's brand new it's a used vehicle means somebody else has lived their life in that car that that like that notion is weird to me and it and when you're like a 16 year old and you're driving a vehicle from like 1987 is, wait,
0: but is that why you only date virgins
1: <laughs> no so I'm glad you brought the sex in, because th- th- this film is about sex, that's for sure. And you know that. But no, John. Well, no, that's Jonathan. what cars
0: are for. That's what they were for. Ba- you know, back when kids were actually wanted to have sex. They don't anymore. <laughs> Nobody has sex anymore.
1: Well, no. 90%
0: of the internet's porn, but nobody's actually having sex.
1: I'm glad you feel that way, Jonathan. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and this movie is, too, about sex, pent-up sexual company. frustration. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ve- vehicles like having like living where someone has lived and potentially died, you don't know. You don't know. Like I think I found out recently that the place I used to live in someone committed suicide in, and that's why I got it so cheap. Now, I have moved out of that place years ago, but I didn't know that until like a couple of weeks ago. So, the notion of like that is scary to me. Something happened to this car and it's not really well explained in the in the film. I think it is more in the novel. I didn't do as much research on the novel for this one, which I should have. but my my whole stance on the novel is it's probably so damn good. you should go read it. But there are apparently some differences, of course. it
0: gets I mean I but they think, don't
1: really go into that in this movie. how does how is Christine evil? So the novel has a big
0: perspective shift in it like toward the middle, which is odd in terms of like your point of view character.
1: Who what do you mean? it um, go to Dennis instead of Arnie? I can't remember who it starts with cuz it's been so long. Mm-hmm.
0: But I just remember that was that's something that people bring up, is something they, they don't get or they think it makes the book sort of awkward. Yeah. But for me, I, this this is one of those movies where I think people get carried away with talking about it, it, like obviously it has a, it has a place in history and like what cars used to mean, you know, as like a coming of age ritual and like how people grew up and all this good stuff. But to me, this is a, it's just a story about addiction. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, and, and that gets an kind of washed away and all the other cultural stuff. And the fact that it's, you know, it's a fun story. It's a good story. Haunted car. Who doesn't like that? But it's, it's just a, it's just a straight up parable of addiction. That's interesting.
1: That's not really uh
0: um, which I think is why it's 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 a little uneven.
1: The take I took from it or the take I see most mostly surrounding this this film is not addiction, but that he is most definitely addicted to the feeling and who he becomes through Christine.
0: Replace the car with heroin.
1: Right. Plot plot holds up. Right. It's just Arnie doing the murders to fuel his habit. Right. We'll see, yes, replace the car. That's where with I think it might get cocaine. a little fuzzy. I think that might get a little fuzzy because there's even an heroin doesn't kill the heroin <laughs> doesn't make you kill people, you know? Oh, sure. It does. Well, it kills everything. I mean, but it kills you, but in a metaphorical sense, yeah, in a yeah. metaphorical
0: sense, what addiction does yeah, it is, does it, kill is it kills every good thing in your life.
1: And then it kills you. I get that. That's interesting. Cause I, yeah, I, I of course take it from, I look at it and I, you know, I was nudging you throughout the whole movie. I look at it as an allegory on sexual fluidity and independence. And there's some homoerotic tension going on between Dennis and Arnie. And then, of course, Arnie being in love with a piece of metal. This film sort of reminded me of Titan, the Julia Ducournau film, the woman that did Raw. Yeah. And that love affair with the car, of course, that one gets a little more gruesome. But I, I think that's interesting. Like Keith Gordon himself said in an interview that the, the major theme in this film is sexual fluidity. But looking at it as addiction is a nu- is damn correct. I There's don't no- see the
0: sexual fluidity.
1: I I do like I see it I just, as,
0: and to be honest, the theory mm. sort of pisses me
1: off. Oh, just of just course. in terms
0: of like the the overabundance of like trying to sexualize any friendship between two people of the same sex.
1: No, I think you can look at it that way. They're and... trying
0: to say frog and toad are gay. Goddamn! <laughs> no, they're not. They're, they're trying to say frog and toad are gay.
1: <laughs> no, they're not. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Oh, okay. So the mom is also very controlling in this film. She's very controlling of both the men in her life. The father who's, (laughs) that dude's a simp. I'm telling you, he's a beta, right? We're not going (laughs) to call him a man. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) He lets his son choke him out. And I'm like, man, like, (laughs) I just, (laughs) that's a great, that's a great point though. She's a dominant, Arnie's got two dominant women in his life, the car, Christine and his mother. The father doesn't really do much when it comes to helping Arnie, and in so point far as Arnie can choke his father out and not, there are no repercussions. And
0: also, that. his dad's got at least six inches on him, probably 50 pounds on him. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, at every point, as I think we've talked about before, in every father-son relationship, there's a point at which you come for your dad.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think I think you're right, but I don't I don't remember that. Man. There's a
0: point at which you come for your dad, and the thing is, if you're the dad, you cannot lose that fight.
1: Right. It doesn't matter what that. you have to do to yeah. win.
0: You have to win. I understand. And this is a great that. example of what happens when you just stand there like an idiot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Your
0: son becomes a murdering, of punting that impertinent little <laughs> bastard across the living room floor.
1: <laughs> he becomes a murdering psychopath. Thank you. I love how his clothes changed out of the film too and then like the the darkness under his eyes gets bigger and bigger. <laughs> it's addiction. It's just straight up addiction. That's a great one, but but I want to talk about Jonathan. There are love try literal love triangles in this movie. So how is it not about sex?
0: So I mean there's definitely a bit of you know there's the the the, the brunette who's you know initially in love with Lee, Arnie. Yeah. And then as Arnie goes off the rails, you know yeah. she's leaning more and more on his bestie for support.
1: Dennis, yeah.
0: And it looks like they're together at the end of the movie.
1: Oh, yeah. There was actually, I think, a scene where they they were supposed to have sex okay. at the end of the movie.
0: But even that being true, it's definitely in there. I just don't think it's an important theme. And so far, as like, almost but all of about, human relationships have weird sexual tension at some point.
1: Okay, so what about the relationship? Now, this is going to be a hard question, I think. I think there's a love triangle between Arnie, his father, and his mom. I think there's a love triangle between Arnie, his mom, and Christine. I think there's also a love triangle between... Lee, Arnie, and Christine. There's also a love triangle between Arnie, Dennis, and Christine.
0: Arnie and... Okay. I mean, yeah, love broadly defined, sure, in terms of, like, who's most important.
1: Yeah, who Um, gets your attraction. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you want to have sex with?
0: Insofar as we're all constantly, like, evaluating and ranking relationships. Yeah, yeah. And who's important, like, most important to us at any given time. Yeah. But again, that just supports my addiction argument. Yeah, because it, it pushes out every other re- the, the one the the, re- the relationship that's most resilient. None is, of it, those
1: triangles would exist hardly if it wasn't for Christine. Yeah.
0: They would be like it would be a more ordered, sane.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Emotional landscape, yeah. whatever you want to call it. I want to talk about the actor who play who who plays the previous like owner of the car. <laughs> He's what does hilarious. he say when Dennis comes back? Oh man! The hell are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> that, what uh, the hell
0: do you want? I forget exactly. What is so the, the petulance you on his yeah. face? When oh, he says man. it. Like, what do you think I want? You saw my best friend a haunted <laughs> fucking car. He wears. You didn't think I was going
1: to come back to say what the fuck? He wears like a back strap, you know, that's like too loose, and it's so it's the actor who plays the creepy neighbor in Home Alone, which is fa- he's fantastic. Yes, his deliveries are so damn good; you believe him as a yokel. He's one of those rich characters that would normally be a throwaway character in any other you know type of material. You're right, but he sells it. But it's Stephen King and it's and it's for some reason the Stephen King movies nailed character actor. Like character actors knew they could fucking shine in those movies. No pun intended. But they like that that's a great performance. He's a great actor. He says some of the most fucking hilarious lines in the film. It's great. Most of the audience was laughing throughout this movie. And I liked that, you know?
0: And it was interesting to watch it after so long, because this, again, is one of those that I just haven't rewatched much. Yeah. yeah. You know, I saw it a couple of times randomly in the past, and I just never went back to it. But yeah. it is... This one is more unintentionally funny, I think, in a way. Because yeah. I think, you know, when I first watched it, and I was little, but I remember... I remember thinking like the 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 punks
1: mm-hmm. and
0: like even some of the grown-ups they were a little scary in how harsh they were. Well, and it, how like confrontational? Uh,
1: right. Okay, the bullies in this film are brutal, like and, and and they're very confrontational. They escalate every situation with Arnie to violence. Like literally John Carpenter apparently wanted this shot of Moochie, the the heavy set bully grabbing Dennis's junk as like his first go-to move again sort of sexual but also shows how like cheap and like how like, everyone knows that's a cheap shot. That is shot. not you an go,
0: honorable way to start a fight. That's not an
1: honorable way to start a fight. Every Even in 1983, you fucking knew the I rules. I mean, if
0: your friend pulls that at the end of a fight, he's losing. That's, one, that's you right. You know, you can still respect him. It's like he was getting his ass kicked. What was he supposed
1: to do? That's he, right. You went
0: for the junk grab yeah, before you right. started losing teeth. But that's you don't right. start a fight with the junk grab.
1: No, that's terrible. It shows how bad Moochie was. I love that name, too. Moochie. We got Moochie and Buddy. What What is the hare's name? With the chops? You know who I'm talking about. The that, hair. The hair. Car. That's Buddy. That's played, Buddy. That's played right, by buddy. William Ostander. He was 26 years old playing a 17-year-old. And guess what? He pulls out. There were
0: 26-year-olds attending my high school.
1: We've talked about this. Don't get too excited. We've talked about this being a quintessential 80s slash Stephen King slash like 50s throwback move for a punk bully. Switchblades. He pulls out. The switchblade, guys. That's crossing the fucking line. That's
0: how I knew I was home when that
1: switchblade. Oh, Jonathan, he sat back in his chair, guys, and you could just tell. You know, for some people,
0: for some people, it's like the smell of your mom's old perfume. (laughs) For some people, it's like it's like a, a song you haven't heard since you were little. For me, that Switchblade comes out. And I'm like, ah, oh God, I miss the.
1: Age. It's like Jonathan was eating popcorn all the way up till that point, and then he just like threw it on the ground. Didn't need it anymore. I couldn't he? He was home. The Switchblade came out. He knew exactly. I, was so where content. It was going. I didn't need.
0: I didn't need their popcorn.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> so good. Ten dollar popcorn. Another thing I want to I want to point out is Moochie was played by Malcolm Denor, who's in The Curse with Will Wheaton. Which, is, which I watched recently. It's a terrible 80s movie. But it's an adaption of The Color Out of Space by H.P. Lovecraft. Ding, ding, ding. I knew that was coming. Oh, it was coming. We I knew was, we were going to. What, what could you not get away with in the 80s in high school? That is a really good question. Because apparently cussing and threatening your teacher with a switchblade will not get you.
0: Smoking indoors.
1: Yeah, that was kind of the big one. You could smoke it? outside all mm-hmm. you wanted. Like yeah. lunchtime, you yeah. were out there like the teacher. You got a light? Yeah. Oh, they had a smoke shack at my high school. Oh, yeah. It was just outdoors mm-hmm. for us.
0: And then later on, like, they had a designated section because they were starting to get into, like, you know, yeah, shame. Oh, But yeah. that was back when we had shame as a social tool. We don't have that
1: anymore. Mm-hmm. The bullies escalate. Yeah, like I said, the bullies escalate situations with Arnie to violence. Their, their fate seems inevitable by the end. Like... The fact that Christine murders these motherfuckers. But they get theirs, dude, because they here's what here's what drives me insane. They're at a football game, and this football game, I guess, is in the afternoon on a Saturday, which is weird to me because our football was always on Friday night in high school. Ours that's, too. That's like an Arkansas, Texas. I don't know. I don't I don't even know. Well, ours is Friday night. Anyway, Arnie pulls up in a brand new, I mean like, candy apple red, totally redone Plymouth Fury, and everybody's looking at his car, and the bullies look over, and they're immediately pissed.
0: Why? Because he has something nice that they don't have. Right. So what do they decide to do? They're going to destroy it.
1: Destroy the fuck out of someone's car. This is simple math, Levi. You're acting confused. <laughs> just, these bullies are fucking terrible, dude. So they Let me get explain coming. how resentment
0: works to you. So and right. so is better than me, and has something I wish I had.
1: Mm-hmm. Therefore, I hate him. They take that switchblade to Christine, and they take a sledgehammer and baseball bats to it and completely destroy her. Of course, she has the power to basically recreate herself. And Yes,
0: although it's fuzzy how that works, mm-hmm. because she clearly can't do it all the time. It's like she, she can't do it until right. she's got... Arnie, until, until she's got him. Arnie's, in, like,
1: given permission.
0: Yeah, and, that's, and that immediately made me think, I know I keep coming mm-hmm. back to addiction, but it just, mm-hmm. when he walks in there and he says, show me. Yeah, so you see, that made me think sex. That no. made me think dominant. Because anybody who's been addicted to anything knows that drugs are way better than sex.
1: I don't think that's true, unless you're addicted to sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'll make a couple of calls when we're done here
0: no but yeah but when he goes in there because at this point like the car has already caused his life a significant amount of trouble right right he's estranged from his parents but we're like you know they're kind of they're pretty they're insufferable in their way so we forgive him that but now he's you know then he starts being uh rude to his best buddy yeah like pulling back from his best buddy which previously was the only good thing arnie had going in his life Dennis is a good friend. Dennis Dennis is is a a good fucking friend. friend. And it's one of those, and you see odd couple friendships sometimes. I mean, most of the time people tend to have best friends in their own like social status circle, whatever. Yeah. But Dennis is like, I'm not, I'm sure if he's at the top of the high school hierarchy, but he's cool. People like him. Yeah. Right. He's got a nice car. Handsome enough, all that good stuff. He does
1: have a nice car. He has a Dodge Charger, and I think it's a Charger. It might be a Challenger, but it's a very nice car.
0: And then Dennis is, of course, is I mean the uh, Arnie is, of course, just a complete nerd.
1: Remember when Dennis first pulls up in the driveway at the beginning of the movie, and it's just this like it's still daylight, but it's like overcast. It's in and the it's shadows far, from the, it's trees. In the shadows of the trees. John Carpenter can make a car look creepy just sitting in a driveway. Like, although this film does feel, doesn't feel very Carpenter except for the music. Like, it feels like he was a direct, very much a director for hire for this because they wanted to shove this out so quickly because they knew how popular King's name was at the time. Again, they started production before the fucking uh, book was published. So I just think that's really, that's a really interesting thing about Carpenter. He was a master at like building tension and showing the evilness of an inanimate object like the shape yeah, you know yeah. how, for michael myers i want to talk about arnie's final form he's a mass murderer essentially right like he use does he use the car or it's does the car, mostly the car is he in the car when the car kills the bullies are you responsible for your actions
0: when you do something terrible on drugs yeah I think it's like right? that. Oh wow! Okay. I mean, there's a degree of distance. Mm-hmm. There's a degree to which, of course, it's the car, mm-hmm. but the car can't do what it does without Arnie's. I'm not even sure what to call it: adoration, submission, right, permission, permission. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I like. I he like... has to be all in on that relationship, or the car. Or the car. It's still nasty. It can still hurt people, but it's not. It's not this sort of overbearing supernatural force.
1: Right. I think it was an interesting choice for Carpenter to black out the windows when the murders happen, so you can't tell if Arnie's in the car or not. Yeah. I think that was awesome. I also think once Arnie Arnie dies, he grabs for the tailpipe. Isn't that right, when he dies? Where, where are you going with that tailpipe? Well, he grabs for the vagina of the car. Oh my god! I mean... That's what it is. I mean, I don't know if we're, if you. we're
0: If we're going to anthropomorphize the car's various openings, are you sure? Couldn't it be another one? It's the exhaust, after all. You brought it up.
1: <laughs> okay, so... I don't
0: know what Arnie's into.
1: The fi- the finale is... That nice uh,
0: brunette girl didn't want anything to do with him after a while, so maybe he's a pervert. the
1: The finale is Christine without Arnie battling a bulldozer driven by... Dennis. Now, is Arnie in the car when that happens? I don't know. God, I can't remember either. Jeez, we watched this like a week ago. Yeah, but it's... That's another thing. We watched this like a week ago. But that scene is... But... The showdown with, you know, the bulldozer in the car... And, of course, we have to have a showdown. It's very Carpenter. The music's awesome in it. You know, he builds up the tension.
0: It has some problems, you know, conceptually. Mm Mm-hmm. But then again, you pass it off as, well, it's too... Kids trying to destroy a supernatural thing—they're just trying to, you know, the first thing they can think of,
1: maybe right. I think the the car having teeth was another interesting visual. Like literally, the car like tears itself to a point where it looks like it has teeth in the front. Very, very interesting. Very fucking cool. Uh, A little childish feeling, you know. The ending is kind—it's a bulldozer versus a car, but I I enjoyed it. But I want to—I want this is like all leading up to this question. Is the movie scary? Is this movie scary at all? Was it ever scary? Yes. It is? Yes. Okay.
0: It was I mean I you know when I was younger and I saw it and those scenes where the car goes hunting? Yeah. Those were scary. Yeah. I mean even even not liking the bullies who are its first, you know, real victims. Yeah, I agree. Even not liking them it was scary.
1: Well, the really? first real victims are the people who created it in Detroit. Yes. Mm-hmm. One guy loses some fingers. The other guy ashes in the vehicle. <laughs> it's Big disrespectful, mistake. you know. Big mistake.
0: Don't, don't, don't ash in the and vehicle. What does he oh, have, who like raised a, you?
1: Does he have like a heart attack, I guess, inside of it? It doesn't say. It doesn't really they, say. You just, just find guys. him. He's just dead in there. Yeah, I think he had a heart attack, I guess. But you're right. They never do say. That's interesting. I I think, I don't think it is scary. I think it has, but, but that's me right now, you know, and I saw this film for the first time, like a little over a year ago, which I'm, I'm ashamed to say, but, but I don't think it's very scary. I think, I think it's just, it's just cool. Like, I don't know how else to say it. It's funny and cool. I didn't expect it to be as charming as it was. And I think the cast makes that as well. I think the guy who plays Arnie, Keith Gordon, does a really good job. He
0: does. He's fantastic. Was Uh, he he wasn't in much after this, was he?
1: I don't think so. I mean, he's he's had little projects for years, you know, after, but I don't recognize him from really anything else other than this, you know. I could be missing something. But let me let me do a little live research for the podcast here. Little Keith Gordon. Who's not Keith David? He's our favorite Keith. It's different Keith. Yeah, he's he's the, the the king of Keiths. He is the king of Keiths. Let's see, Keith Gordon Arnie. He's he's bald. He's he's lost some hair. He was what born. Are you gonna he d- was born in sixty one. Not everybody can go get those billion dollar Elon Musk. He's in the Fargo show. Didn't know that. He's in Homeland. He's in Legion. He's in Better Call Saul. Okay, he's been in a lot of he's stuff. He's in the Leftovers. Well, I got to look some of that up. Nurse he really, Jackie. He was really good in this. I saw Nurse Jackie. Mm-hmm. I don't remember recognizing him. He's in Dexter. He's in The Strain. So I've yeah. seen... that.
0: Then I have to have seen him in all kinds of stuff He's and doing just, a not, bunch of shit. just
1: not linked him to Christine. To be an Arnie, yeah. Interesting. But yeah, I guess this film overall, to me, also one of the the themes is like, cha- when someone in your life changes and how difficult that can be. Sure. And losing anyone that you love, like whether it be them changing or them passing or whatever, it's difficult. Change is fucking difficult.
0: And one of the things that happens at the end of high school yeah. is like these people... Mm-hmm who were like the most important people in the world to you right for at least a couple of years if you were lucky enough to make those real good early friendships mm-hmm. one of the things that happens at the end of high school you you realize even before it ends that i'm gonna i'm gonna lose these people they're gonna go do their thing that was freeing for me I'm gonna go do my thing I mean look i didn't like the town that I grew up in and I didn't like most of the people in it but I was very very lucky in that I had this handful of really good friends yeah and I remember thinking we did like, too like you know we're we've spent part of almost every day together you know for the last and some of these guys 13, I new since yeah, like elementary years. school you know yeah. and then it's just going to be over
1: yeah and that's what i, I man there's some people i haven't seen or talked to since the day i graduated and that's fine like and i I'm go i'm mostly back, happy about that again it
0: was just this handful of really good friends but like,
1: i go back and i don't want to i don't want to see them i don't want to see not even anybody the good friends? i mean well sure them but like the people i haven't seen or oh, yeah, talked well, I'm, to I'm since i oh i'm not high, going back to that since town high school ever. Well, that's good for you, you know. My mom still lives you know, I, in my hometown, so I I have I to hear do that. You. yeah. And that's difficult, but yeah, change just sucks sometimes for humans. I think that's a theme in a lot of horror films. This one, I I think it is too, and it's a it's a good one. This is a again another really great like teen independence, teen angst, high school, all that crap that comes with that. King was really good at doing that shit.
0: I was very excited to see. When we saw this movie, that next month, they are
1: bringing back the original The Exorcist. That's right. October 1st at the Malco. Mm-hmm. And we are there. We are there. We will be there. Do we know what day, that, day of the week that is,
0: actually? It was either going to be on a... There was a Sunday, and then there was a Thursday, I
1: think. Well, we can do either, either I'm sure. Um, well, I know
0: you've got a really busy social schedule, calendar. Right, I, I mean, sure
1: do, Jonathan. Soirees right. and uh, yeah. ice cream socials. October fests and, you know... Solo podcast without your ass. How was Oktoberfest? I, I didn't go. It was uh, it was the busiest one yet. It was it was crazy. Who knew? You throw a couple of weenie dogs and make them race in a parking lot, and it will draw they hundreds did of weenie people. Weenie
0: dog races, right? I saw the videos. Yeah.
1: I think the thing with that is, and this is not this is a great marketing tool for them. Is is something like that? Uh, of course, it's endearing. But what I found was, it's usually people want to go to something like that so they can throw it on their Instagram. And because it is unique and fun, and it was more about being there for that and taking pictures with that than it was about... Well, sure, it's a, it's a
0: playdate for childless people in their 20s and 30s.
1: Well, I'm a childless person I'm Yeah, but years. I like you. <laughs> the pretzels were good. But they no, ran out fast.
0: But, but, but you know, you, you got to have a lot of uh, Portlandia. Sort of. <laughs> there were some episodes where they made fun of this, but it's just like, you know, when you don't have kids, mm-hmm. there's a lot of free time in the day that has to be filled. With I know things, this, like, Jonathan.
1: How do you think the podcast keeps I, it, going? And
0: it's great, and that we have, you know, you to to just devote That's to right because you're not
1: going to adult hide and seek. No, and I'm not. I'm not having children. I, I'm well. If something does happen. You know I will, but well, who knows? You don't want to let a you know, little Levi's running around. I don't stabbing people. Bless in the, them. In the no, 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 no. no. Nicholas Cage auditioned for the role of Buddy. That would have it. been wild. The the lead the lead bully. Kevin Bacon turned down the role of Dennis so that he could do Footloose. Now that was a good career move. But I think this movie would have been. It would have been tremendous. So much with better Kevin with Bacon Kevin Bacon. Bacon than it, than that. it would have been awesome. We love the bacon. Go ahead and listen to our Tremors episode in our back catalog. All the bacon. We love all the bacon. That's one of those that I know I say this a lot, but that's
0: one of those that should have gotten more downloads than it did.
1: All, I just all I the thought bacon? every
0: yeah, I thought everybody loved that
1: movie. It's a uh, that was a, on uh, no, TV. No, no, it's not. It's a, that's, everybody loved that movie. It's fantastic. It's a great '90s horror staple, <laughs> and. It, it was one that a lot of people, especially my age, caught on TV at random 20-minute increments. And you're right. That film is so beloved, you'd think more people would have listened it to make that episode. Think. That's fine. That's fine. No one cares. It's fine. Fine. We're going to keep at it. Harry Dean Stanton's car in the film is a Plymouth Fury from the 70s, which okay. kind of explains why he goes up to this Plymouth Fury to be like, nice car. Yeah. Think about that. That's cool. That's a nice little detail. This film cost $9.7 million to make. It made $21 million worldwide, $3.4 million opening weekend. So it was a success, just not in the opening weekend. Sure. And yeah, again, it came out in December. This is a December movie, but it doesn't take place in December. So it's not a Christmas movie for you, Jonathan. Thank God. Well, okay. 15% of the budget was spent on getting over 20 cars. Oh, sure, because they destroy—I bet they destroyed every one. Well, one of the things I asked you in the movie is, how the fuck—and I knew—it's so simple once we explain it. How the fuck did they get this effect where the car, like, rebuilds itself? And it was—I looked it up. It's exactly what you said. They use, like, hydraulic pumps to crush it and then film it backwards. In reverse, yeah. yeah, in reverse, yeah. And it's—yeah, it's a really Practical neat, effects, man. Oh, I love it. So the part about asking if this is scary or not. So one of my favorite films last year—and this is going to be kind of eye-rolly, I think— What, maybe not. I really liked the Batman. And which one? You know what fucking (laughs) offends me?
0: You know what offends me? You've already done this on the podcast. You've already done this on the podcast. About these fucking zombie franchises that will not die. Is that they knew they were making the 227th Batman movie. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know how we'll will you know how we'll indicate that this one's different? We'll put the in front of the <laughs> fucking title.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and people will just know. <laughs> Should have Roman
0: numerals after that <laughs> yeah, son yeah. of a bitch. They're
1: going to if probably for the next one. <laughs>
0: Well, Actually, you know what? T- take a page from, from Star Trek and give it a starting. Well, you know- Because you need numbers that will go on forever.
1: I love that you're doing this right now because they did the same thing for your precious little 80s horror movies too, Jonathan. What they do? The Living Dead, Living Dead, Zombie, The Zombie. That's two words. Beyond, living. The Beyond. Look,
0: the Living Dead- was the spinoff from Romero's partner. He got the rights to living dead and yeah. Romero got the dead, but that's yeah, yeah. Th- that's two words,
1: yeah, but then there was one like... and
0: that was it was just one branch
1: night on the road of the living Dead. like <laughs> give me a fucking break. So I don't want to hear shit about about <laughs> my Bruce Wayne and my Robert Pattinson and my Batman if All I right.
0: have to see one more jawline growling from underneath <laughs> that
1: stupid fucking I'll mask. pay money until until my until the day I die to watch Batman. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, I learned something very interesting this week. Spring Hill Jack, who's one of my favorite like true crime instances yeah, yeah. in London who influenced Jack the Ripper, inspired Batman. And that makes, you know, that makes me like it even more. That's fine.
0: I I would still like it. If it had if... <laughs> Me and all the other shitters would totally be on board with with the Batman. <laughs>
1: No shitters ever got between me. The millionth me in and installment
0: in an exhausted franchise.
1: Well, this one felt very fresh, and they pulled from horror movies in this one, which is what I liked. And one of them was Christine. I'm just
0: waiting for the Batman romantic comedy. Where else
1: is there to go? Well, they already did that one with Dark Knight Rises. I thought it was the one with George Clooney. Uh, now you want to talk about <laughs> <It's garbage>. homosexual? <laughs> you want to talk about some homosexual vibes? Now Batman and Robin and Batman Forever. <laughs> Let's let's get real here, Joel Schumacher. Hey, you know people need to be happy. I try not to judge, but I I liked that about the Batman. We don't have to go into the Batman, but I I wanted to draw how one of my favorite movies from last year was heavily influenced by this movie that came out in 1983. Best decade ever. I don't know about that, man. I don't know about that. Or we're currently not in the best decade ever. I can promise you that already, even though it is only
0: 2023. I I, I you know of course I'm I'm mostly just. Taking a piss when I say that the '80s was the best decade, best decade, best decade ever. But you could make an argument that it was one of the better ones all around. Well, sure,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. You could, you could make that. Uh, argument.
0: Maybe it's not. I mean, obviously, the '90s were probably yeah. Better in most ways, economically. Blah 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 blah. Had, we had that, remember
1: the late nineties. We had Fresh Prince. Remember and the, we, we had, we a had general, Pizza Hut. We had a general belief that things were going to be Mut- okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, we did. We absolutely we did. did. I think I was just a kid though, and that's why we had that. Fe- no, I had that feeling.
0: No, I was a teenager. Yeah, and and you know a moody one. I know that's hard to believe, but. We had nothing else to complain but, about. But you were you were just so it
1: was complaining it, about yourself. It wasn't a no. It, it, it
0: wasn't a personal belief that things were going to be okay. It was yeah. global. It yeah. was at least in this part of North America, there was just this universal sense that things were all right. They were getting better, and you Shitter. know you could relax.
1: The shitters were were taken the, care the, of. The that shitters
0: day. the shitters were being kept down somewhere so that they couldn't you know antagonize the town the way that Buddy and his crew did. Mm-hmm. By the way. Yeah, Buddy probably. would be a great Halloween costume.
1: Oh man, I would love to do you that. You get
0: you get some sort of mullet wig. You get those I've sideburns. I already got my
1: Halloween costume. Have you already got yours? You're just you're just gonna be sad, Dad again. Maybe I'll be Buddy. You should be Buddy, but you don't have sideburns. I'll get some pasties. Oh my God, can you not grow in your your facial hair right here no. on the sides? Oh man, no, I look like I have radiation poisoning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, it's I it. terrible. I love you. So yeah, I already got my Halloween costume. I did it yesterday. I got two of them, though. Of course you did. Yeah, I got... A I, lady likes to have an option when she right. goes out for the evening. Right. I got a reanimator costume, and then I got a costume from an upcoming movie called um, Dark Harvest that I'm looking forward to that comes out on yeah, October 13th. You showed me that trailer. Yeah. Nice. That's based on a book. Yeah, yeah. You want to push my nerd glasses up there?
0: You know, I need a, I need a costume that you can trick-or-treat in
1: because right.
0: I'm a dad, and I've made the mistake in the past of getting, like, a cool costume. Mm-hmm. And not thinking about what's this gonna be like to walk around in for three hours. Right. That was a mistake.
1: That was it can't you,
0: be a mask. Or at least not a not a not one of those like whole head tight fitting ones, one of the rubber ones.
1: Well, you also don't know if it's gonna be hot or cold because you it's you know, Arkansas. You just October. expect to
0: be both. Like you're gonna start walking and you you're gonna really be hot, do. And then by the time you're done, you're gonna be frozen.
1: When the sun's still out, you're gonna be hot as hell. When the sun goes down, you're gonna be freezing balls. It happens every Halloween, I feel like. We had one Halloween that was just like freezing cold in fact it's and like drizzly. snowed like three days yeah, later yeah, yeah. Or that one that might have been like two years ago that was that was a fun one for me though i like those gloomy halloweens i know you i i just mm, that hurts I, me i
0: can do either you could i can yeah. do either one it's um, halloween i'm happy
1: you we've been again i want to re-mention the well-adjusted shorts we are forcing the hell out of those down your throat we don't have to continue them i li- i would like to but we'd also like some feedback from you guys so if you i mean they're real quick one of them is fifteen minutes. One of them is seven minutes. And if you like them, shoot us a DM on any of our social medias. Jonathan, you said you had some idea for well ideas for well adjusted shorts. You well you I tried mention to re- those. Well, yeah,
0: obviously. I mean, you're in there. And by the way, when he says we're putting out shorts, it's just been Levi so far, and they're good. And you should go
1: listen. I couldn't to have me. done it without your help, though. He,
0: he, he, this man has learned to use a computer, y'all.
1: It's crazy. I really did.
0: I know I can't tease after it took me an hour and a half. And twenty minutes of black to set screen this shit up. to get yeah. the video working on Twitch. But hey, we're here now. You're right. Um,
1: we made it. <laughs> yes, but yeah. no.
0: But but I I I tried the other night to record like a watch along. Yeah, for Anaconda. Oh uh,
1: yeah, I I love that you love that movie.
0: And but you know I couldn't. You know I, there are people in my house, so I had to wait for everybody to go to sleep mm-hmm. and then get things set up in the living room. But man, I I didn't start till 1030 and I just, I ran out of gas 30 minutes in. Yeah, you can, you can do that. I I was rolling along pretty well, having a a reasonable Mm -hmm. time. I hadn't done a watch long before. And you know, you're going to have- But that's not a short, that's not
1: a well-adjusted short. I know, but I was,
0: I was an experiment. You were trying some things. I was going to try some things and then I'm just like falling asleep on the couch like an old ass man.
1: That's true. Because
0: it got to be like around 1115 and that's just unreasonable.
1: I did experiment. One of them, I just really, on the Blade 25th anniversary, I just chatted about Blade. I took a few notes and just chatted about those notes. On the second one on Cthulhu, I wrote a script and read from the script because that's my favorite type of podcast is usually a solo script script written by one British narrator, usually. So I wanted to try that. It is, so it's a little different, but I think I think the solution is a marriage of the both. I also think that uh, adding music might help. So we're we're just trying this out as we go. One of the things I messed up with on the Cthulhu is I didn't describe what Cthulhu looks like, which kind of <laughs> defeats the whole purpose of of what I was trying to do by informing people of of Cthulhu who maybe have heard of him and heard me, us talk about him a lot but didn't really know his origins. So that was that goal. But I do have a few written down right here that I'll try. I might try. Now, who knows if we actually record all these, but this is something for people what to you get got? Excited. What's the
0: plan? What's the road
1: well-adjusted shorts. I have The Cats of Ulthar, which is a H.P. Lovecraft short story. I have Swamp Thing in general, mainly focused on Alan Moore's Alan Swamp Moore. Thing. Those are some horror comics. I have Christopher Lee. I have Shirley Jackson. I have Octavia Butler. I have The Upper Birth, written by F. Marion Crawford. I have The Great God Pan. I have The King in Yellow. I have the essay, Supernatural Horror and Literature. Wait,
0: wait, wait. The King in Yellow? Uh-huh. Well, that. Are you going to lead into True Detective with that or are you well, going to treat those course. separately?
1: Well, of course I'll talk about True Detective. Because if,
0: if you talk about True Detective without your homeboy,
1: I will have a large hurting butt. We should have an episode on True Detective. We should have one. Yeah. a season on.
0: We should have a, po- a separate podcast
1: just on season 1. <laughs> just
0: to talk about season 1 of True Detective, which it's is true. the greatest thing that's ever been, the greatest episodic one season drama that's ever been made. It's really Episodic. Good.
1: It's really good. I can talk. I want to talk about the Jaunt. With Stephen Stephen King's short story. That story mm-hmm. punches
0: way above its weight yeah, it does. in terms of how unsettling it is. It's so good, For God. how short it is. I know.
1: Go listen to it on YouTube. It's fan-fucking-tastic. The Jaunt by Stephen King. I want to talk about our Letterboxd account because we, again, usually— I've been a little lax on it recently, but we usually log a horror film like once every two or three days. But, yeah, I've been a little lax lately. I want to talk about the Things short story. That's about the uh, perspective of the alien from the Thing. Talk about Thomas Ligotti and Daphne Du Maurier. So yeah, that's that might be our future for well-adjusted shorts. We're gonna keep con- we're gonna continue to do these full episodes as well. We wanted to do a special Timber back to school episode for you, ladies and gentlemen. We also we recovered access to the YouTube account because we are very technically adept. That's right. We did. It took us forever.
0: That two-factor authentication has just gotten out of hand.
1: Yeah, it really has.
0: I don't need it, because unlike everybody else in North America, I have good passwords.
1: Levi knows... The, the couple that shared. Oh with my you. god! <laughs> You're
0: like, what? I can't type this in. I was
1: like, exactly. You're a master. Exactly. You're a master password builder. Master. I don't need two factor. You should get paid to come up with people's passwords for them. They will never get hacked because they don't make any sense to the human brain. They're I su- incomprehensible. I suppose I sort of get paid to berate
0: people about having bad. It's passwords. It's like the
1: Necronomicon the times of passwords. Yeah. It's like you will go insane if you read off five of Jonathan's passwords in a row. Your brain will quit, quit they work, mentioning.
0: And then you don't have to remember what silly thing you tied it to to go find your phone or your iPad or your YouTube, whatever it
1: wants you to click on. Yeah. You know what you should remember, though, is our social media accounts. We are on... All of them. Levi's on all of them. We are on Twitter. I refuse to call it X. At Well Horror. We are on Instagram. At Well underscore adjusted podcast. We're the same on threads. We are... At well-adjusted podcast on Blue Sky. Now
0: you're now you're just going crazy. That's right. Blue Sky. Sh- Shutter Blue.
1: follows us. Shutter follows us. So yeah. That's, on what? On Blue Sky? On Blue Sky. And well, you're probably
0: like one of twelve people on there, right? So I mean, no, there's quite a bit.
1: All, most of the creative community is on there. That's oh, where most of the creative. Mike community? Flanagan. That's where Mike Flanagan is. That's where Neil Neil is. Well, we need yes. to hit your boy up with an invite. Well, I got one for you. I forgot okay. to do that Thank actually. You. Thank you, Thank <laughs> you right, very much. Done that. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead and follow us on all those. Go ahead and check us out on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, or I, the Apple Podcast Directory, whatever they're still calling it. And I, thought, I thought
0: you were going to give us an, an impression of the Garage Guy.
1: Oh, I was going to give you an impression <laughs> of the Garage Guy. <laughs> That's good. Hold on, let me let me put some gum in my mouth for this. Because he has, he, I don't, I can't tell what he has in his mouth. One, he there's, has like a backwards cigar. There's something wet in there. Oh, there's no smoking in here, huh, sir? We've got about thirty seconds before I kick you out on your motherfucking
0: ass. Wait, I'm That's trying to be a good uh, uh, Yes, sir. Uh, okay.
1: Your fucking ass. Uh,
0: okay. Can I? Uh, can I leave my car here? Okay.
1: <laughs> so yeah, like, subscribe, rate, review, share. You know the drill. It's spooky season officially, which is awesome. September first kicks off spooky season for me. I don't know about you guys. What are we going to do on our what do you think we'll do for our next episode, Jonathan? Do you think well, it'll be in October? Cuz if it's October, it's got to be a special one. Yeah. Do I pick it? Do I get to pick, Jonathan?
0: Sure. You I can think pick.
1: I want to do Brides of Dracula starring Peter Cushing.
0: An older one.
1: And we're going to do another Hammer film. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We did Curse of Frankenstein a couple of years ago. I did, you know, we could have covered I'm Dracula. Sure, but, I'm just not sure the kids Yeah, that's what the kids uh, want. Know these people. Well, that's true. They're going to learn. They're going to learn through me. Let's educate them. They're going to learn through me. And we'll see you next time on Well Adjusted Horror Shitter.